The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast, in the biggest way possible, hanging out. The bad seed, a broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad attitude, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad bread, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell palatial right across the river into the woods from Granny told me to get the mango gummy bears out and hurry up about it in New York City. The Big Apple, ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, so got a fashion shake it up to do it. All my friends that come around flat to flat to party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's a tatter. My brain's splattered all over Manhattan, should do be check out who? Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Mafia, Brett Levy running it with LTN in Kansas City, Missouri. They have no friends there anymore after their team bent over and took it in the caboose in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, those kids. Birthday roll call, Jerome Bettis, the bus, 49. He's on the ninth hole, Mafia. He's got one to go before he turns the corner. It's never good on the backside. Mark Price, 57. Kelly Trapuca, the Irish forward, 62. John McEnroe, also 62. He acts like he's 32 with those clothes he wears, but he looks good. Uh, Herb Williams, former center and coach, 63. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Jazz beat the Sixers last night. Simmons went off for 42. It didn't matter. Clarkson dropped 40. He had eight three-pointers. Dwight Howard had 14 points, 12 rebounds. After learning a, of a death in his family earlier in the day, he still went out and got it on. Jordan Clarkson, we'll hear from him. Nets beat the Kings last night at the Golden 1, 136-125. Harden with a triple-double. And Kyrie had 40. Both of them going off. Three-game winning streak for Brooklyn. Kyrie won't play tonight. They're 7-3 against the West. Only East team with a winning record against the West. We'll hear from Harden today on Coast to Coast. Plus, the Nets signed Nate Roberson. Remember, he used to play in Oak City. Good defender. Knicks beat the Hawks, 123-112. Julius Randle is a pimp. Flat out, 44, 9, 5, 7, three-pointers for Randall. He's an all-star, baby. We'll hear from him on today's C2C. Warriors winning the Bay over the Cavs. Six players in double figures. Draymond Green, 16 dimes. Steph had 36 on 13 of 19 shooting. We'll hear from Draymond. He's livid at the NBA for its treatment of players like Andre Drummond, who they've sat out so they can trade him. Wizards beat the Rockets to ruin Wall's return. We'll hear from Bradley Beal today. Bulls beat the Pacers. Clippers beat the Heat despite missing Claw, PG, and Pat Beverly. ESPN has their power rankings out. We don't care about that. We just care about who you think is the best teams in the NBA. Four Spurs test positive for the Honda. Their next three games will be postponed. Next two Hornets games will be postponed as well. They have all-star strict rules in place for Atlanta GA. 
It's basically don't go to the strip clubs. Good luck with that. The Atlanta mayor says it's a TV only event. Don't come to Atlanta. Danny Ainge says he doesn't think the Celtics struggles have anything to do with coaching. They never blame Brad Stevens for anything ever. He's Jesus. The Hawks are looking for a lottery level pick for John Collins. Why in the Sam hell would they trade Collins with as good as that team looks together, as young as they are? It makes no sense to me. It's like trade Randall, stupid ass. Pistons are trying to trade Blake Griffin. Nobody wants him. LeBron says he would have made the Cowboys or Seahawks if he tried out. We'll talk about uh, players of the week. D-Book, Sadiq Bey. Do you even know who that is? Guy's on the Pistons. He's been playing really well. We'll break down tonight's games, plus Adam Kaplan today, our NFL insider. We'll hit everything, including quarterback free agencies, uh, running back, players available, you name it, plus the Kawan short cut today by the Panthers. We'll get into that. We'll talk Vincent Jackson as well, Jamal Adams. We welcome in our radio affiliates, Sirius XM 204. We're badass on satellite radio, radio. Mightier 1090 in San Diego, near to you wanna do you wanna. And then, of course, Sports Map Radio Network, Sports Byline, USA Armed Forces Radio. Hoorah, soldier, hoorah. Good to have you with us on Coast to Coast. I'm Pharrell with Mafia today. Plus, J.J. Watt, is he really considering the Browns? Uh, Jason Sanders got rich down in Miami. Five years, $22 million for a kicker and 10 mil guaranteed. Is Adam Gase going to the Patriots to join Belichick's staff? It could be. We got baseball power rankings. Mets signed Kevin Pillar. That guy can play defense. I know that much. I don't think he can hit, but he can definitely catch uh, liners in the gap. That guy's a freak with his glove. Will Masvidal be Usman's next opponent? We'll talk UFC with Mafia. Plus, Rick Haro, our sports business and legal insider from Harvard. Well, join us to talk about everything in money. Mafia liked that one. He likes making fun of rich people. I just wanted to say that at this point of the show. Michael McDowell will join us. If you've never heard of him, uh, we want to talk to him because we made fun of him yesterday. Now today he's rich and famous because he won the Daytona 500. So we'll introduce you to him. Hopefully he'll show up for the interview. He won't stiff us. You never know. There might be a crash on the last lap. Did you like that one, Mafia? Florida State beat up Virginia in Tala. <laughs> we'll talk to Leonard Hamilton. We got that going on today. Jalen Johnson opts out at Duke. He quit because he wasn't playing. Stop believing anything else in the lies Duke's telling you about uh, them supporting Jalen Johnson going to the NBA. We'll break down all of tonight's games in college basketball, and I'll make you a fat stack of cash. Hide it from your wife. She'll spend it. We'll talk hockey. We'll talk everything. I'll break down tonight's games. We got it all for you. Plus, the Aussie Open. A coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, Mafia, let's start with a little NBA rack today, shall we? Yeah, let's get into it, Scott. A lot to talk about with everything that happened last night in the NBA. And first, we're going to talk about what was, you know, possibly a finals preview, which feels weird saying it with these two teams. Usually, when it's like Lakers, Bucks, we're talking about it. It's just a finals preview or Clippers and someone. But last night, we had the Jazz and the 76ers, who are the two best teams in each conference. So, in that first game, this Jazz show that they are the better team right now. And we're talking about them being the best team in the NBA. They win 134-123. to 123. Ben Simmons had a great game with a beatout. He had 42 points, but it doesn't matter because Jordan Clarkson goes off. This guy scored 40 points with eight three-pointers off the bench. He's not a starter. He came off the bench and scored 40 points. That's the first Jazz non-starter to score 40 points since 1988. And Dwight Howard also played in that game with a beatout, but he was playing with a heavy heart, as you said earlier, that he found out there was a death in the family, didn't come to shoot around, barely got to the gym before the game started. And they didn't think he was going to play, but he said, you know, he wanted to be out there. So a good performance by him in tough times, 14 points, 12 rebounds. But we talked about how great Jordan Clarkson was. Let's hear from him as he talks about how everyone around the Jazz franchise has really given him confidence to play the way he has. Probably the biggest thing for me is, you know, with with them saying that, them believing in me, uh, letting me be myself and embracing me, it's kind of just playing the whole whole role into who I am and that gives me confidence in its own um those guys always come over to the bench and tell me to keep shooting and even when I'm having an off night uh even when I'm hot they still tell me to shoot the ball no matter what uh tell me to make the play um it gives me that confidence is just you know my teammates uh coaching staff just everybody um continuously talking to me uh continuously embracing who I am and you know, it's just, it's just love, and you know, I, I really appreciate that, and happy that, you know they embrace me like. That. <laughs> I mean, that was really that was a beautiful thing about how much everyone loves each other. Hey, listen, player, nice jacket. That's all that matters. I don't even care how many you scored. That big pimping tiger jacket or whatever you're rocking there. I mean, that would get me some leg for sure. I mean, honestly, that was so fresh, and that Dewey had going. These are the things that matter on Coast to Coast. See, that was the reason I really played that video. Not so we could actually hear him talking about his teammates, because I knew you loved the Versace Tiger jacket that he was rocking there in the post game. I love it. I love that. He's, I got to get me one of those, son. I, I'm going to work on that. Well, speaking of guys who are always talked about having style, we got to get into James Harden. You know, he's always about the fashion before the games and the things he wears. Not necessarily the fashion with his beard, because that's just all over the place. But still, last night the Nets playing without Durant after he injured his leg in the game over the weekend against the Golden State Warriors. They play the Kings. And, of course, it was high scoring because nobody plays defense on either of those teams. But in that high scoring affair, the Nets win 136-125. Harden with the triple-double. 29 points, 14 assists, 13 rebounds. Kyrie goes off as well, 40 points for him. And the more impressive thing is both of them were shooting awesome from the field. They weren't scoring those points by putting up 30 shots apiece. They were actually being really good with their shots. Everyone was getting involved. The uh, three-game winning streak now for the Nets, 2-0 on the road trip so far, 7-3 against the Western Conference, Scott. They are the only team in the East to have a winning record against the Western Conference so far this year. 
And we talked about uh, James Harden, his great performance, a triple-double. He talked about the conversation him and Kyrie had last week about who was going to control the ball for them. I think for both of us, we have no problem with it. Um, at the end of the day, we're both playmakers. We're both scorers, you know, because at any he point, looks like Moses. you know, we, can, we both can get hot and get it going. And then we're also unselfish to where we can make plays for our team. So, um, you know, for me, um, as, as a, you know, as a player, um, I just try to get guys in their spots and, and make sure that, you know, I'm feeding everybody across the board. Obviously, you know, now getting familiar with Kai a little bit more, I know his spots and where he likes the ball. And we just let him go and be free and do what he do at a high level, you know, because he's one of the best that, that, that this game has ever seen in doing that. Um, and then for us and for myself, just getting guys involved and playing the right way, which I think uh, we all do, you know, every possession. So, um, you know, we're both playmakers. We're both scored at the end of the day. And we're both unselfish. And all we want to do is win. I mean, he looked a lot like Moses there. It's pretty obvious to me. And then uh, I think the beard is a lifestyle. And then, I mean, he was hitting some sick shots in that game last night, and Kyrie was as well. You were doing a radio show with me last night, and I told you one of those dribble, step back, I mean, just absolute pimp jack, step back, three from Kyrie was unbelievable. He's not playing tonight uh, against Phoenix. I think they're in wow. Phoenix, so Kyrie's not going to go that. I don't know if it changes everything, but it certainly takes away what they did last night. You stacked those two numbers up. Uh, they can beat anybody if he's not there and Durant's not there. Uh, I'm on Phoenix. And now we talked about how that team never plays defense. We've been talking about it since they got those three guys and they got rid of Jared Allen. Well, they signed Robertson here, Roberson, Andre Roberson, the six seven swingman who's known for his defense. They bring him in on a non-guaranteed contract. We'll see if he can help them on that side of the ball. But moving on now to the other team in New York, one that you were really impressed with yesterday. I know we were talking about that on the show last night. You loved your boy Randall. He went off, Julius Randall, against the Hawks as the Knicks win 123-112. Randall becomes the that. first Nick in history with at least 44 points, nine rebounds, and five assists, and seven three-pointers in the game, as you can see there. Just an incredible performance by the man. You are talking about how he should be an all-star, and his teammates agree with you because they all joined in on his interview at the end of the game saying how he should be an all-star. They jumped in there, photobombed, and said, let's get this guy to Atlanta. And he talks about that love he gets from them. It's an amazing feeling. Um, and, you know, for me, uh, you know, those guys trusting me and believing me every night to go out and lead the team uh, is, is a great feeling. So, uh, you know, it's a collective uh, it's a collective thing, what we're doing out there. And, uh, you know, I just try to be the best leader as possible uh, uh, that I can be. Um, you know, just try to be a guy that, uh, that they want to, you know, follow or a guy that they – you know, trust to lead the team. So um, for me, I just try to do everything the right way. Um, you know, be a guy that they can lean on and just go about go about the game the right way. I mean, my God, uh, this guy is playing his ass off. He's got to be an all-star. I could care less about the all-star game, but that guy should be there with what he's done with the Knicks. And I remember when the uh, season started, Clyde Frazier said that uh, there were teammates that didn't like the way he isos, the way he, uh, you know, just shoots and doesn't uh, feed anybody. It's all about him with the ball, and he doesn't see the rest of the floor and his teammates. This guy has done everything, scored, rebound, done the dirty work, hard fouls, uh, dimes, steals, block shots. He's the best player on the team, hands down. I wouldn't trade that guy at 26 to save my ass. He's the best player on the team. 
at, at his age, they should sign him for three or four more years, play him until he uh, comes out of his peak and prime at 30, because people think he's already 32. He's played so much ball in the NBA. But the guy's a freak. you got to keep Randall on the Knicks. Yeah, he's been incredible for them and, you know, playing so much better, distributing. We talked about the assist numbers going up, the shooting percentages going up, and the minutes going up, playing on both ends. So great job by him this year. We're going to skip ahead. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk about Draymond because we really got to get into what he said about the NBA. So we're going to jump ahead to the next game here that we're going to talk about, the Wizards being the Rockets. Two teams that are having bad seasons don't really matter that much, but it was the return of John Wall to D.C. as the Rockets won 131-119 in his return. He had 29 and 11 assists. And all the Rockers starters were in double figures, but it didn't matter because you had seven Wizards in double figures, four with 15 or more. And Bradley Beal, of course, led the way, as usual, 37 points, eight rebounds, three assists, three steals. And he talked about, you know, his buddy John Wall coming back and how well he's played this year and how he's done even better than a lot of people expected. I mean, he might have exceeded him, honestly, you know, because you never know with that type of injury. Everybody has their own opinion of it, you know, what type of player he'll be when he gets back. But only John knows that, you know, and he was – adamant and telling us, you know, he's going to be back to himself. And it seems that way. He still has that quick burst of speed. You know, he's still athletic. He's still strong. Um, it's all there. He's putting it together. And I'm definitely happy for him. I couldn't be nothing but, but happy for him, you know, especially after what he's been through the last two years. You know, you wish that on nobody. Uh, so to be able to see him come out on the other side of with his head up and, you know, playing at as high as level as he can, it's great. You know, he's still a tough guard. He's still a tough guy to guard. Look, the guy's a great player, and he was a great shooter. But now that Wall's gone, he's everything to that team. And it's let him just explode. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, Mafia, let's uh, go back to that Warriors game last night in the Bay. Yeah, yeah, the Warriors in the Bay against the Cavs. Of course, Cavs having a struggling season. The Warriors doing some good things. They're getting into the playoff mix here, and Steph Curry has been incredible for them as they win once again 129-98 to over the Cavs. Obviously, they just ran them out of the gym on this one. Six players in double figures for Golden State, including your boy Steph. Steph with 36 points on 13 of 19 shooting with seven threes. Talk about being efficient. 13 of 19 shooting, Scott. You see the stats there for the last 10 games for this guy. He has been incredible for Golden State. I mean, that would be a career for most guys, that stretch of games right there. It's just absolutely ridiculous. At 36, 27, 40, 32, 32, 57. I mean, look at that. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And look at the teams he did it to. The Mavs, the Spurs, the Nets, uh, you know. This guy is absolutely going off every night, lighting it up. Everything comes off his hands, 
And the guy is incredible without the ball, uh, off of screens. He's like a mosquito. You just can't catch him. He's all over the place. And uh, he's just ripping it up. Yeah, not just the, the numbers on the points on those ones, but you saw the shooting percentages. Like every one of them was over 55% for a guy who bombs as many threes he does from like the from outside by like five to 10 feet the arc. I mean, the guy just hitting all these shots is incredible, especially at his size and what he's able to do with all those other guys injured on that team, the young players he's working with. So a great job by Curry this year, as you saw. Plus a thousand at Fandle for the odds of the MVP. So you know what? You know, there's a lot of guys in front of him that are getting banged up and injured and on crappy teams. He has a chance to win that if you want to throw it down at Fandle. But also someone who did who was not in double figures in that game, at least in points, was Draymond Green. But he had double digits assists, 16 for him. But after the game, even though they had a big win, he was not happy because they played the Cavs. And obviously we know Andre Drummond is being held out by Cleveland now until they could possibly trade him. And Draymond definitely does not agree with that. To watch Andre Drummond before the game, uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bull. And we continue to let this happen, but I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player, but teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you, and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. Listen, I don't really uh, disagree with him uh, at all about his feelings about the way they uh, treat the players like property and 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 like uh, like animals. They treat them like cattle. But I, I'll say this: uh, it's funny because they make hundreds of millions of dollars. Star players like Andre Drummond and Draymond Green, and you know when you sign a contract to put your name on that Supermax contract and those hundreds of millions of dollars. Let's face facts. Drummond and, and Green both make tons of money. So I, I could see where he's coming from for a guy that doesn't make any money being treated that way. I don't really have a problem with, uh, you're, we're going to trade you. You're not playing tonight. Wear street clothes. And, you know, we've given you $175 million. I don't care what you do to me. I, I don't care what you say to me. I don't care what you want me to wear, where you want me to sit. If you pay me that much scratch, I'll come over and wash your cars with my hands for that kind of money. Crying about how they're treated. Uh, are you kidding me? The NBA players are so rich, they'll never work a day in their lives, ever. And then you're crying about having to sit on the bench because you're about to be traded. Give me a break. Yeah, I agree with this guy. I mean, it's one thing when you're saying, okay, well, I get fine if I talk about it, but they can talk about when to get rid of him. But I mean, in the end, like you said, the guy's still getting paid for the game. It's not like they sit him and he doesn't get paid. They're not taking away his salary. He's making a lot of That's money, right. and they're just trying to protect their guy, making sure that he doesn't get hurt before they get something for him. So I get both sides to it. He's a little uh, up in arms about it, a little too much. But, you know, that's Draymond. He gets up in arms about everything. It's 0-60 to 60 on him getting angry about stuff. But we'll talk about that another time when these guys, you know, finally get moved if they do. But we also had going on last night the Bulls being the Pacers, 120-112 and OT. And the Clippers beat the Heat, 125-118. to the Heat season after the finals has just been a complete struggle for them. I mean, they're facing the Clippers, yes, but they're facing the Clippers with most of their guys back and the Clippers missing Kawhi, 
PG and Patrick Beverly, and they still lose. I mean, that's just not good for the Heat so far this year. Well, I, you know, I think one of the problems is uh, I hit that bet still. I did not jump off of it because they didn't uh, play in the game. They're star players, two of them. Beverly's not a star player. But the bottom line is uh, I, I think the problem with the Heat for me is Drogic's health. Uh, he is such an important piece and cog to that wheel. I feel like when he's not out there, it puts too much pressure on Buckets, Robinson, and Hero, and Adebayo to do everything. When they had a guy that distributes and scores and runs the transition and everything about that team, I think, is is Butler via Dragic. I think uh, Dragon's incredible. And without him there, I, they're just not the same team. We also get, of course, as we get earlier in the week, new power rankings from a lot of these outlets, and ESPN just put theirs out. And their top 10 here, we got Utah, Lakers, the Clippers still at three despite those guys not playing. 76 is a four. The Suns all the way up at number five with the run they've made lately. The Bucks down to six. Nets at seven, even though we're talking about them being the best team in the East. Nuggets eight, Blazers nine, Spurs getting in there in the top 10. What do you think, Scotty? Are there some teams that you don't believe belong here? Well, look, uh, you know, I can't see that at all because I'm blind. <laughs> I'm Helen Keller. But I like in the middle of that, the Suns, Bucks, and Nets, uh, the way they're coming together. Yeah, five, six, I've already told you that the Bucks play way better defense than the Nets. Uh, the Sixers have been unbelievable. But this road trip's been a disaster. And I, I still – I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think they're going to win the title. But the Spurs have been a really good team as well. And uh, and they made the top ten. So uh, I know everyone just thinks the Lakers are winning everything. We'll see about that. If uh, anything happens with Davis further with this Achilles or calf, if he blows it out, they're done. If LeBron gets hurt, they're done. They're not winning an NBA championship with uh, Caruso and Kuzma, okay? You keep telling yourself how great those two players are. They're only good because they play with LeBron James. If Caruso had to play with... Kuzma, without Davis and LeBron, you'd see how white he is in a hurry. And you can quote me on that. Maybe back to those days of not making the playoffs for sure if Kuzma had all the attention on him. Uh, speaking of the Spurs that made their number 10 rankings there, they will be done for the next couple games here. Three games they'll be sitting out because four Spurs have tested positive with COVID. And they just played the Hornets over the weekend. So next two Hornets games also canceled while they monitor that. And speaking of NBA COVID protocols, they put new ones in for Atlanta for the NBA All-Star game where they're saying players in the game you only go from your home market to your house somewhere else and then to the game. Cannot go anywhere else. And if you are at the game, you're going from hotel to game, nowhere else. If you're not playing, you can go somewhere within the U.S., but no outside the country, and you're not allowed to stay in public places like hotels. So it'll be interesting to see what these guys do with that week off. And Atlanta's mayor, where they're hosting the game, says, do not come. We don't want you here. This is a TV-only thing. Do not come trying to party because there will be no party. Uh, you talked earlier about Danny Ainge, the Celtics. Their skid's going on. They're having their struggles up and down all year for the Boston Celtics, one of the teams that are supposed to be best in the East. He's saying it's not Brad Stevens' fault, and there might be some changes with some of the players. Nothing is ever Stevens' fault, which is uh, absolutely hilarious to me. It is amazing to me that the free ride this guy gets with all of his no titles. I mean, all I hear about is how this guy's a genius, and he's the greatest coach, and, and no one can touch him. He's like the Teflon Don. And when they suck... It's always someone else's fault. I can't even believe Danny Ainge. Who cares what Danny Ainge thinks at all? I don't even care. He's running the team. How in God's name do you blame him for how bad they've looked lately? 
How about blame the players and blame Brad Stevens? They're the ones not getting it done. They're the ones not doing their job. They're the ones losing. Danny Ainge, are they going to blame him because he put the team together? I mean, honestly, how pathetic is this? How about for once somebody just says, hey, Brad, what's the problem? I mean, honestly, what are you doing? It can't be Brad. He's a genius. So like McVeigh. It's never those guys' issues. It's always the players, right? It's always their fault, not the geniuses' fault. My ass. Some guys that they might be involved in in the mix, we'll see, is uh, you know Atlanta, John Collins. The Hawks are saying they want at least a lottery-level pick to trade for him. And then, of course, Blake Griffin's on the block as well. But apparently he's been on the block for a long time, and no one's taken. Apparently, you know, one of the issues is that he kind of has his own list of where he possibly wants to go and is causing issues with teams. Uh, we also have the NBA Players of the Week this week. The Suns' Devin Booker in the West. Obviously, he's been incredible, and the Suns have been awesome this so far. But the Pistons, Sadiq Bey in the East is the player of the week. Good luck trying to find him or any of their games going on right now because no one cares about them. Speaking of games, we got a bunch tonight. So why don't we start looking at those and getting your picks as we get into the first matchup. You got Nuggets and Celtics earlier. We just talked about them. What do you think about this game? Well, uh, you know, I got to take Denver. Uh, the way Boston's playing, watch the win by 12. Uh, I actually, I can't buy the Celtics the way they're playing lately. I'm going to go Denver and take the points. You also have the Pelicans traveling to Memphis with the Pelicans struggling. I'm going Grizzlies here. I love this team, and, and particularly when they play at home off Beale Street. Uh, give me the Grizzlies. No Kyrie or Durant as they go try to go 3-0 on this road trip, but the Suns try to close out their own homestead undefeated. Who do you think is going to win that one? Yeah, I'm out on the Suns. Uh, I like the Suns. I got them at 3.5. It's my number two play. I wouldn't mind making it my number one play, but I put the Bucks as the number one play. We have Lakers, Seawolves, of course, AD out for a couple weeks. The Timberwolves, their injury report looks like you have more guys on the uh, injury report than you have that are going to be in this game. Lakers, of course, favored in this one. Yeah, I'm on the Lakers. I don't care where they play the game. And uh, LeBron and company will handle their business even without AD. The T-Wolves suck. And, of course, we have Blazers, Thunders uh, to finish that off. And of Raptors, Bucks, we kind of skipped over as well. Uh, you know, I'm on the box, like I said, and I'm taking the thunder and that seven and a half piece. I think they'll win outright. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. In the offseason, we do two days, two shots a week of espresso with Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider. Follow him at Kaplan NFL on social media, on Twitter. Adam, good to see you. Let's start with um, the quarterback carousel in the NFL. Uh, why don't we do the Wilson saga up in Seattle and how uh, he's joining that growing list of uh, quarterbacks that want input in – uh, decisions made by franchises. I've really uh, never followed this type of thinking. 
You get paid millions to play quarterback, not to run the franchise. Thanks. So what happened was, okay, so you're, you're referring to the Russell Wilson situation. So Russell Wilson was talking to Dan Patrick last week, and Patrick pressed him on about whether he wanted input or not. And then after sort of taking a middle-of-the-road answer, he said, yeah, I would like to have input. But it's not like he offered it and said, hey, Dan, I want input, and here's why. It was kind of different than on, I think a lot of people expected. But you're seeing this, though, just in general. Look at Tom Brady, okay? He had leverage, of course. He was a free agent for the first time in his career. He told the Bucs kind of what he was looking for in a contract and some of the things he wanted. But in addition to that, he asked to get Antonio Brown. They gave in. They signed Antonio Brown. Uh, they looked at getting Rob Gronkowski. Why? Because Brady wanted him. And, of course, the the the, the GM of the, the, the Bucs had to agree to this, Jason Light, and he did. It turned out to be a fruitful decision because look at what Gronk did during the uh, playoffs, particularly in the Super Bowl where he was terrific. So this is a trend, though. We mentioned Russell Wilson asking for some input or to be included in kind of what's going to go on there. Uh, we also have seen it with other quarterbacks. You and I have talked about Deshaun Watson. Now, his was a little different. His was more about he wanted to see get involved in the, the GM process. He asked, but they didn't do it. They didn't follow through, I'm told, which we, we've outlined on your show on SportsGrid here many times, and that was part of his consternation with the football team. So you're seeing veteran quarterbacks. We're not talking about first year, second year, third year. We're seeing them be, get their voice out there, letting the team know that they want to be heard, that they want to be part of the process. Yes, they don't have control. They can't tell anyone what to do, but they've expressed an interest in finding out what the team is going to do, and that's kind of the difference from years past. You know, I, I would uh, think that uh, I don't really have an issue with a guy like Russell Wilson saying he's disappointed in uh, getting hit as much as he is, uh, and he wants input on – on decisions. That's fine and Danny, but there's a big difference between Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. That's just all there is to it. One guy went to a couple Super Bowls, won one, blew one because of a bad coaching decision, I think, at the end of the game. And another guy that's been to 10 Super Bowls and won seven Super Bowls and is basically the God in the NFL. Russell Wilson is not even Jesus, okay? Let's stop painting him like he's Tom Brady here. Thanks very much. He's he's just yeah, not. Yeah, and look, but again, you're you're starting to see these veteran guys speak up. And then the Carson Wentz situation. He told the Eagles behind the scene scenes he wanted out. Okay. Now this is a guy that will be entering this his sixth season. He's 28 years old. Uh, turns 29 in December. This is a guy that voices displeasure with the organization. Behind the scenes, he didn't go pub. Well, he didn't go on the record with it. That's a different story. He told other other people how he felt. But right. you're seeing this growing number of veteran quarterbacks speak their mind on or off the record. So, Adam, like with Wentz, let me just say this: I think uh, Carson got stones because he got that big giant fat contract. When you make that kind of money, suddenly you think you're the CEO of the franchise and you can make decisions whether it's public or not. Once he got all that money, he got real brave with his opinions. Well, he felt though, let, let me just go into that a little bit. With his situation was different from all these other ones. He wanted out because he felt the lack of organizational support. Whether you think he's right or not, that I'm told by multiple people is the way that he felt and he hasn't changed his mind. Remember, we're all the speculation. Well, if the Eagles fire Doug Peterson, this will placate Wentz and he'll want to come back. That has not changed at all. And that's why the Eagles have uh, talked to at least a half a dozen teams. I still think, as we, you and I speak here, 
the the Colts are the heavy favorite. Doesn't mean someone else can't come in, but the way I've understood it from day one is the smart money is on the Colts. Why do people in Chicago keep believing that they're in the front of that race? And will the deal include Zach Ertz? That is a speculation. Uh, Zach Ertz is available. He's 30 years old. The Eagles and Ertz could not come to an agreement before the season started. I'm told that Ertz wanted his base salary of 2022 to have fully guaranteed money. The Eagles were not willing to do that. They were only willing to guarantee the 21 season. Well, we all knew he was going to come back. So Zach would not agree to that. And that ended the discussions uh, before the the season started last year. And here we are. He's 30 years old. Unfortunately, he had a bad high ankle injury. And he's some people on league aren't sure where he's at as a player at 30 years old. How many years does he have left in a high productive football when he proved he was the best tight end in Eagles history? Uh, I doubt that anyone would take uh, Wentz in a package deal with Ertz. I, I don't see that. Based on the teams I've talked to, close to a dozen about Wentz and the other quarterbacks, no one's mentioned to me that Ertz would be included in a deal. It doesn't doesn't mean that if this Wentz thing goes on, by the way, keeps going on week after week, who knows? But right now, it has not been told to me by several people who would know that that would happen. Uh, though I would tell you with Zach Ertz, the belief from talking to teams about him is you get him as your pass catching tight end. You're not asking to block a lot. Just let him catch the football now that he's healthy and, and, and he's away from the season. And the fact of the matter is he could still be a productive tight end for probably for about two more seasons. No one knows more than our insider, Adam Kaplan, and that includes his old pal Shefty over at ESPN that he worked with. The difference between the two of them is this. I know Schefter. I've known him a long time. He's cool. He's good at his job. But he doesn't get calls from women in the middle of TV segments <laughs> like Kaplan. Hey, I work with him for four and a half years. He's the best. Listen, Good guy. Kaplan gets calls from ladies left and right. Schefter's on air. He's got seven cell phones going. None of them hot chicks. Two. Kaplan's I've seen setting it. up Two. dinner dates. He's got he, – listen, trust me when I tell you people, don't listen to Kaplan when he tries to lie and finagle his way out of this. All right, can we put up the quarterback free agency list so I can uh, see what Adam thinks of all these – yeah, I want to show all these hacks. Now, I have a real problem with my vision. None of my glasses work. But Dak, uh, Cam, Mitchell, uh, I can't even see the uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy I Dalton. actually think I think he's actually good. Andy Dalton, uh, and you got the rest of them there. Brissett, et cetera, Taylor, your boy Flacco, crime family, and uh, Colt McCoy. What do you think of that list of guys that look like they're, except for uh, Dak, a lot of those guys, uh, their days might be numbered. Yeah, I had a GM tell me within the last hour <laughs> that uh, if you want a quarterback, you either trade for one or you draft one. You won't be signing one that will be a starter. That kind of tells you where it's at. As a matter of fact, I'll give you something. Um, this GM told me he thinks Ryan Fitzpatrick will get a good free agent deal. He thinks that he'll actually be pursued a little bit stronger than most people think. So watch out for Ryan Fitzpatrick, who actually did a pretty good job for the Dolphins. Yeah, He almost carried him into the playoffs. I actually, and just said that to you, that that's the guy that I think of that list that I would take would be uh, Fitzpatrick, the guy's a gamer. Do you yes. think, and I saw that today all day, that Dak's going to get $40 million from the Cowboys? Yeah, that was the, listen, uh, what I've told people is this. The floor is $40 million. Deshaun Watson last September got $39 million a season. If you're Dak's agent, Todd France, you want to not only get $40 million, you want more than that. Okay, I look, they're going to resolve this cap issue on the National Football League. We know it's going to be somewhere between 180 and 185 this season. I know that's a drop from last year, but right. that's not right. Dak Prescott's problem. This is a premium position. 
the the Cowboys, if they franchise him, you're looking at just under forty million. That's not what they want to do. You and I have talked about this. Jerry Jones always waits to do these deals. It winds up costing him may, way more than it should. He should have done this two years ago. He didn't. He waited. Didn't get it done last year, where they they had to use the tag. If it if he does this again, you're looking at at a minimum at signing, fully guaranteed eighty million at a minimum. It should be way more than that because, quite frankly, the way these deals are done now, you look at Kirk, Kirk Cousins who got three years fully guaranteed. I want Dak Prescott will be the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, plus guarantees by far. Once if this deal gets done. Yeah, I'm scared to death about his ankle and that uh, multiple surgeries on it. I have to tell you, I think he's a, a, a great quarterback, young, all the upside. But I am worried about that ankle. I got to be honest with you. Tell me what happened with Conlon Short other than the fact that the guy never plays. Yeah, the last two years he missed. I'm told that the Panthers told him this. If he wants to come back, they would they would welcome him back. They're not going to pay him $12.5 million, but they didn't want to insult him, I'm told by giving him a, a, a bad offer, you know, to cut it w- well in half or even less than that. So they said, hey, go and get your best offer. Uh, if you're not happy with it, come back to us because we'd like to have you back. But again, it's not going to be anywhere close to $12.5 So that's the way you handle it. A really good second-round pick for the Panthers back in 2013. But, and don't forget, he and J.J. Watt are out there. They're both interior pass rushers. Now, let's not forget about that. And they're both around that 32 years old range. Yeah, and one guy never plays, and the other guy's a badass. I, Short was a badass, and now he's broke. Uh, here's the deal. Show me the running backs. Here we go, the list of running backs that are available. Uh, as we went through the quarterbacks, uh, what do you see there, Adam, that intrigues you, if anything at all? Well, Aaron Jones is the best by far. It's Aaron Jones and everybody else. Now, he he's in a situation with the Packers that they've got A.J. Dillon, their second-round pick from last year from Boston College. So when you spend a second-round pick, the belief around the league is the guy's got to play a lot. At running back, if you spend a second-round pick on a running back, that guy's playing. So it's going to be hard for Jones to be the highest-paid running back in the National Football League if he goes back to Green Bay. So the franchise tag is available to them if they want to keep him if they can't get a deal done. But he's a terrific running back, great in every area. He's been a great, great development as a fifth-round pick. Marlon Mack is a changeup. He's an explosive running back, but he's come back from a torn Achilles. He's more of a 1A back, not a lead back. Connor, terrific player, a lot of injuries in his career. The Steelers have always been willing to walk away from players. They've got the leverage here. Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny. He turned it on there late, but uh, he's a guy whose career did not look pretty good. So playoff Lenny, he's a rotational player. Chris Carson, Chris Carson, Pharrell. Love this guy. Solomon training camp at 2017, power back, ton of injuries. He's what his best value is to go back to Seattle. If he doesn't go back to Seattle, I don't see him getting a great deal elsewhere. Playoff Lenny, that is awesome. If you got that, that's like a pimp name. You're just styling. All right, so what happened with uh, I'll tell you a quick story. My buddy uh, represented uh, this Vincent Jackson guy when he played for the Chargers and was really good friends with him and, you know, went out with him all the time regularly to dinner. A famous dinners it's at Morton's. He would tell me stories, uh, but he's gone. He's dead at 38. This is a bizarre story. He was uh, missing allegedly. Then they found him, the police in Hillsboro. Then they, uh, you know, then they left. And then a couple of days later, they found the guy dead. What the hell is going on with this guy's death at 38? Yeah, it's re- look, it's, you know, it's being reviewed and they'll have a coroner's report. It's uh, sad. It's very, very sad, but Vincent Jackson, okay, 2005 Senior Bowl, 
okay, 16 years ago. So I'm there uh, on one side of the field. You might remember Matt Jones, the former first-round pick for the Jaguars. He was a quarterback who converted to wide receiver that week. Remember, he went to Arkansas. He's on one side. On the other side is Vincent Jackson, a six-foot-five receiver from Northern Colorado. The only UNC I know is North Carolina, not Northern Northern Colorado. So I typically what happens at the Senior Bowl, there are a couple of guys who come every year and you go, who is this guy? He was incredible. That catapulted him to be a second-round pick. And remember the year before the Chargers drafted Phillip Rivers and they had a great duo. And what a great career he had. And remember, he capped it off in, in uh, with the Bucks, averaging one year over 19 yards per catch. Usually guys his size, Pharrell, don't run as well in the four fours. Hold that thought, Adam. Uh, don't go anywhere yet. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So, uh... You know, Adam Cabin with us, our NFL insider. I just find it fishy, uh, the story about Vincent Jackson. By the way, I've been to Greeley, Colorado, where northern Colorado uh, U is. I've been there, actually. And I just don't understand how a guy could be uh, missing one day. They talk to him, he's fine, and two days later, he's dead. Uh, I can't wait to see the tox reports because I have my concerns. Yeah. I asked my friend, did he do drugs? And he said he never knew him to do drugs. So, But he, he did drink. Uh, this is back in the day when he played with the Chargers. Yep. But I know nothing other than I am concerned that this could end up being ugly when that tox report comes out. Yeah, and look, did incredible charity work. He hit his foundation. Um, you're 38 years old. It's, it's very, very sad. It's When these things happen with athletes – when they've when they're young, obviously, when they're eighty, people pass away. Okay, it's just normal. But when they're in their late thirties, you go, this, there's just, it's just odd to me. Yeah, I would agree with your assessment. This is very odd to me the way this went. This, just the the details of the reports that were released by the uh, police department. So we'll, we'll see what comes of it. But I do again. I saw Vincent Jackson in 05 at that senior ball, and that he put that school on the map. Man, Northern Colorado is not known as a football school. Uh, most likely fans, and that was the first time I had heard of that school, and he put on quite a show that week. So um, is J.J. Watt, uh, you still think Green Bay, but is the Browns talk serious? It is because here's again, uh, and I, you know, I can't stress this enough, winning is so important to him. After what he went through and the bad culture last season, winning is number one for him. He's made a ton of money. Remember, his contract – Pharrell was on the old CBA. That was the crazy million. Th- th- those contracts are unbelievable for, for a first-round pick. So he's made a ton of money. He and his agent, Tom Condon, worked together pretty well. Now it's just a matter of finding a team where he could A, win, B, no drama. Despite what people think about the Browns, okay, Jimmy Haslam is an incredibly supportive owner. And he's always willing to sp- spend money. So 
uh, the report from the Cleveland Plain Dealers right on target. The Packers, obviously, you know, he went to school at Wisconsin. If you want to win right away, you're going to win right away with the Packers. They need help on defense. They need to pass. All right, Adam, I'll catch you later this week. We'll talk more. Thanks, buddy. You got it.